It's time for another retro throwback sidetrack bonus episode of The Hive Jive. This episode, originally titled Smoking the Good Stuff, originally aired on Patreon on March 26th, 2020. Enjoy. Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out there, it's that time again. Join our hosts, John Swan and Ken Milam, for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive. Round two, sanitation. <laughs> Touch the door handles. Yep. Clean off. I'll wipe the, the inside off. Clean off your headset. Clean off your mic. Yeah, I know. It's getting crazy. I got to go find flour and cornmeal. For your fish fry. Yeah. Um, my mic's on. Turn your mic on. Your mic on. Like, we're good. It is now. We are good to go. I'm going to have sanitized ears after I just sanitized the headsets. Yep. It's going to be wet and cold. Yo. <laughs> now. It's still wet. Now, and now, welcome to the crazy world. <laughs> welcome, welcome to... Uh, COVID-19 crazy world. Your your sanitized and socially distanced Hive Jive Junkie bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it, I don't know what all this is going to. I'm still Bees don't catch cra- uh, COVID. They don't. Nope. They no. do not. They and, do not at all. Uh, if you get too close to them, they're just going to sting the hell out of you. So, yeah, they do social distancing already. <laughs> yeah. Back so, off, buddy. Oh, yeah. Get back out. Get out of here. You know, the other day I was out there with our little colony that we took out of the meter box, and I had a black shirt on. And you know, you always told me black means bear. Yeah. Bees don't like black. Well, Max is down there, and he's he's right down beside him taking pictures with his phone, and they're hitting his phone. They didn't give a damn about him, but that black phone. Yep. And then I'm, I'm standing there with my black shirt, and there's one sees me, and she's over and thumping my head, thumping it. And she wouldn't ever stung me. She's just thumping me. And I, and I kept walking off and walking off, and she's following me, thumping me. She says, you're not far enough yet, son. Get the hell out of here. We're doing social distancing here. <laughs> yeah, I drank my five-hour. That was a great analogy. <laughs> well, that, I made the joke before, before all this actually got to this point. Um, I had told somebody that uh, if it got really bad, I was just going to go out to the main apiary and I was going to build a fort of beehives around me and I would just be in the center of it with all the beehives facing out and I wouldn't have to worry about anybody getting near me. <laughs> sure, especially the in the fall. Well, and, and those bees out there, definitely, they're, uh, they're, they're not going to let anybody come and, and mess with anything. Um, I had to yeah, do... Yeah, I got to thinking. Oh, no. Did it hurt? Oh, a little bit. Uh, but no, I got to thinking. You know, with people getting crazy as it is, and back in, in one of the some of the books that I'm reading now, and I were listening to them, not reading. You don't nobody read. We listen to them. You spend a lot of time in a truck driving yeah. those, so it and, gives you perfect opportunity to listen to books or podcasts like the Hive Chat. Now, back in the day, people would rob each other's apiaries, and with the world's getting like it is now. 
You know, I there's no. That's a, it's getting crazy. It, it would. It's getting to that point that I think somebody would. They probably they might. I mean, they already go through and they steal the hives and use them for their own personal gain and profit mm-hmm. and whatnot. At, you know, beginning of the year, whenever pollination season kicks off. And Shame whatnot. on you if you do that. Shame yeah. Hope you get your butt stung. There was an article. It's probably not still over here. Um, I doubt that it is because you know why would it be there when I wanted it to? Well, you know, there's so many. Hives being colonies being stole in California earlier this year, when they were in there, you know, the, when they set them off on a pallet, and the guys coming in there behind them at night with the forklift and picking, picking it up, back and putting up. it on another truck. See, yeah. y'all, I got us some more bees. Well, the, so there was one in here, and it's not in my my news feed anymore. But there was one in here that was the very similar story to some of the things that we had talked about recently, where they're. It, it was overseas. It wasn't here in the United States, but it was a beekeeper who was in his 80s and had been keeping bees for decades upon decades. And oh, he's seen the thing. He was he? he was doing research on varroa sensitive hygienic bees and how bees can go through and and keep <gasps> keep up with guy stuff. in Germany that they went there and. Yeah, they burned. They burned a bunch of yeah, them down. They tore up all of his hives. They yeah. kicked, kicked a bunch of them over, and then they burned his little research right. sheds and everything down. And this, they just tore and, that guy up. Yeah, and he was like, you know, why would they do that? I want to say that he said he had been keeping bees for something like seventy years, yeah. and in that time frame, he had never seen anything like that or anybody do that. That don't make sense. No, it, it's not. I have no it idea. Was big varroa mites. It was monster varroa mites did that. It, it He's getting the, close to the cure. Quick, burn it down. It was the ones that's been around. We shouldn't around. make light of that. But. I know, but it, <laughs> yeah, but, no, it was the ones that's been around nuclear when they set the it's bomb the Godzilla off. Godzilla of Varroa Mike? Yeah, that's it. They could probably even shoot uh, lasers out of their mouths. That's how it all started from fire, man. <laughs> we got quit. They kicked it over. No, yeah, I mean, we, we shouldn't make light of no, that because it's No, it's that bad. Is, it I mean, is, why horrible. would anybody do that? Exactly. It's horrible. And it's needless destruction. No. Um, I... So there, there was, and sometimes I really and should he just lost keep my all mouth of shut. His, he lost all of his study. I mean, what he's been had for over the years because it was in yeah, his it was all there. computer in his in the little shed. Yeah, surely he he saved it to the cloud. See now, and and I don't. The, uh, so I don't. Okay, so so separate this off from from the gentleman that that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. I do not think this is the case with him. Mm-hmm. But the the only the only thing is that like yeah the the ones that happened yeah. down by San An- yeah San Angelo no that no. San Angelo is where that removal was you were telling me yeah, about I Sabine, go no to, yeah. oh, good lord what is I got to go do a removal in Mills County I got to do I got a guy wanting me to do Sabin about seven of them in San Angelo and then and one out by Brady Sabin I think it's Sabin Sabin um, the Sabeos family that okay. they're yeah, yeah. they're yeah, yeah, Sabeos yeah. apiaries. Yeah. Or honey farm, um, that one that was another one that was here close to home for us mm-hmm. that got destroyed and people you know drove through with either Just, some sort of four wheeler or ATV oh, yeah, and knocked yeah, everything over, that. tore yeah. up. Yeah. Um, the one that Brett had told us about that happened yeah. down in Australia, you know, a lot of these are literally just senseless people being dumb. But anytime I look at it, like. Well, I got stung. Well, I'm that, gonna tear them bees up. I'm gonna get even with them. That was the the thing that the older gentleman had talked about was that you know, with all of the destruction that happened, somebody had to have gotten stung a yeah. lot. Yep. And he hopes that they show up or turn up somewhere or that somebody notices, you know, and and can catch that. But 
that was one of the things that always kind of crossed my mind is it's 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 one thing to knock over one beehive by itself and mm-hmm. run away and get away from it. But to be in the middle of an apiary knocking over hives, mm-hmm. you're going to get nailed unless you have a bee suit. And if you have a bee suit on, then it's 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 not just teenagers out there being dumb. Now it's premeditated oh, yeah. because you thought to put on, you know, you weren't just drunk and wandered into it. You purposely put on protection and went in there. And then oh. that, that kind of brings other things to mind. And again, I am not talking about his no, no, situation no. specifically, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the things that happened that you were talking about, you know, when you said, oh, you're talking about the ones over around here. Yeah. We did have one instance a couple years ago mm-hmm. now where there was, uh, you know, destruction of an yep. apiary. Yep. Um, and I highly suspect that that was driven by anger towards the person that was managing mm-hmm. or running it. Mm-hmm. And it was a way to get back at them because there had been some turmoil in in the yep. individual's business and with business partners and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard sometimes to figure out, you know, what is the motive? Is it is it literally just kids being dumb or stupid or destructive? Or is it somebody who has a grudge or a vendetta? Um, and then is the grudge or vendetta against the individual or is it against, against like you said, bees, bees in general? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it could be a neighbor that's mad because they got stung once or they don't like them over there. And and they've you know, they've called in multiple times and tried to turn you in, but then nobody's doing anything about it. So then they think they're going to, quote unquote, take it into their own hands. No matter what it is, it's just needless and senseless and it's aggravating. Um, but that is where game cams and oh, yeah. you know any type of surveillance even if it's just a game cam that senses motion and takes one photo that type of stuff comes in very 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 handy because then you can see who was out there how did they do it what happened how did they get in you know and and you have some sort of evidence that you can use to go back and and put towards people no i don't know it's just crazy i mean why would you want to destroy bees in first place i mean what would that drive what would what would drive a person to do that because it had somebody had to be stung i mean it's just crazy i don't know i mean even if you think back to kids right kids see a wasp nest and what do they do they poke it with a stick or throw a rock at it you know like Mm -hmm. just innately we're we're kind of destructive creatures but to purposely go out though and again that's what i said if it is one beehive by itself and you've got people that are like being dumb and they dare each other oh man i dare you to go out there and kick that hive you know and see if you can get away without getting stung that's one thing it is still dumb and needless but to be in the middle of hundreds of them them. and start doing that on purpose that's that's different there's something else going on there in the mind and then uh like brett was saying about the the one you know in in australia they don't have Africanized bees there, do they? No, but they got mean bees. They got mean bees. I mean, so, all right, so go back to, like, the, um, some of the original lines of bees and stuff that came in. The German bee, the black bee. Yeah, the little black bee. That bee is mean. It has an attitude. It's not Africanized mean, but it's mean and it's testy. And we've gotten used to, you know, we want these strains like the Italians and the Mm -hmm. Carniolans and stuff that are more docile Mm -hmm. and less reactive to certain situations more forgiving of what we do and if you start dealing with some of these other bees that don't have those predispositions towards you know giving you a pass then you do have some other aggression in there so everybody hears us talk about our africanized bees and like you know that's the end all be all that's the, that's it's a mean not. bee it's just the mean bee 
but yeah, but you know, your your Russians in some areas have a really bad reputation. The the German black bee well, has a bad reputation. So there are still mean bees out there. I actually got a message from one of our listeners in Australia. Um, they found somebody on Facebook that were selling hives, and they had two hives on there. One of them was the original Flow Hive that was actually part of the Kickstarter campaign, or the I don't remember if it was truly Kickstarter, but part of the the yeah. ad campaign to get it up and going. And then it was like two boxes and then the two flow boxes and the second hive, both of them were at least like three to four boxes each. They were, they were decent sized colonies Mm -hmm. full of bees and the, the individual was selling both colonies. One of them when they were selling for $700, but I think it's, I think it's Australian. Okay. And then the other one was like $400. And she said, you know, if you're willing to buy everything, we can negotiate prices. If you just want one individual, you know, just just let me know. But the reason I'm getting rid of them is because they are mean, they're aggressive. And I now, like, I have anxiety having to go out and actually take care of them because they are so mean and I don't want to be around them. She don't have a suit? No, she does. But that's just it. They're so mean, she doesn't want to deal with them. And that's in Australia. Wow. Now, on the photo, when I pulled it up and looked at it, the entrance was almost burnt looking because they had been smoked so heavily and so much that it actually stained the entrance of the colony. Wow. And so she's selling all the frames, all the bees, all the everything. And this individual is just getting started in beekeeping and was like, oh, well, this would be a great way because Australia is getting ready to go into winter. No, not bees like that. Well, but that's the case. So they actually sent the link to us through our social media at the Hive Jive and, you know, said, hey, what do you think about this? And so I went through and read it and I I gave him a kind of a synopsis back. I was like, well, I don't know conversion rate. I can't speak to the prices, right? Because I can't say your your Mm -hmm. cost down there, what it would be to us. You know, I I look at it a different way on that. Mm -hmm. But the getting the equipment and getting bees and they still had supers full of honey so they're literally ready to go into winter and that's the the perspective the individual was looking at i can get these two colonies they're already ready to overwinter and i can hit the ground running next spring and not have to wait and grow right but and then this is how i phrased it if you are just getting started in beekeeping oh, and you're just getting goodness. getting off to to running and you're in a neighborhood and they're going to be in your backyard and all this other stuff, I would say no, because she's getting rid of them because they're so mean. Yes, they need to be requeened. Yes, you can go through and do that. But is that is that how you want your initial impression of bees to be? Or would you rather start small with a new colony and kind of grow with it as it goes, right? And ultimately, they were like, yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking, too. You know, when it's all said and done, I think I'm just going to go ahead and wait and get a nuke next spring. And the flip side of it was if you're an experienced beekeeper and you already have been, you know, well indoctrined into bees and aggravated bees and defensiveness and you're able to go through and deal with that and you live out where you've got a lot of area where you don't have neighbors butted up right against you. Hmm. That's a different scenario. Yeah. Go ahead. Buy them. Take them out there. Big time honey producer. Yeah. Tear them apart. Requeen them. with John (laughs) Send me the honey. Jerobombra. Yeah. Um, but you can get out there and you can, you know, tear them apart and, and requeen them and get everything done. But you've got the space to do that. I would do it just so I could see you requeen them. Yeah, see, then that's different. <laughs> I would do it so I could watch somebody else yeah. from the safety of my truck with the windows up. Watch you do Cheers. it. Cheers. <laughs> Here, have some hot coffee. Cheers. This little uh, Texas Beekeepers thermos is... Uh, 
Those are nice. It comes in pretty Those handy. Those Yetis are nice. Yeah. I don't think this is a Yeti. They're not a Yeti? It's not a Yeti. Might be an Arctic. It's a Trek. Oh, Trek. Okay. Same bunch. Same thing. Kind of, sort of. It just don't have the Yeti name on it. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it was pretty cool. That's it was good. a, it was a gift for yeah, the officers was, for nice. Texas Beekeepers last year at the yeah. convention, I think. It's the first time I've ever actually used it, um, but it's uh, it kept Does my it have tea. Does it a little slide on it, or you can shut it down? No, I um, got one. This one's just it's just open at the top. Okay, but it, it kept my my hot tea this morning. I had some uh, fresh mint tea from right out of the garden with honey. With honey, absolutely, hell yeah. 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 Um, and then you know we we polished that off, the, so I went and got the coffee bees to mix the honey, the mint honey, and uh, and uh, and the tea into <laughs> with the honey. So. You know, that that is kind of funny. I need to really quit playing with that. Where's my hand sanitizer? The whole point of switching the mic covers was so we didn't have uh, somebody else's icky. Mine's sitting right there. Or the, the other guys are sitting right there. Yeah, mine is, the other guys are sitting right in front of me, and yeah. I keep wanting to pick it up and play with it. Uh-huh. So now i got to keep sanitizing my hands. Now you want me to pick that up. Now I'm sitting there. Yeah, see, so you're I looking need, at it, and you're like, I ah, need to pick that up and play with it. it. Yeah, so exactly. throw it at the wall. Maybe it sticks. <laughs> if it sticks, we got a problem. Um <laughs> So, honey, mm-hmm. in general, when it comes from yes, something. Yes, dear. Yeah. yeah. Hey, honey. Um, <laughs> when it comes from something, it doesn't necessarily give it that attribute, right? Mm-hmm. So, when I do a jalapeno-infused honey, mm-hmm. you could have a huge jalapeno orchard. The bees would go and pollinate the jalapeno plants. Mm-hmm. They would pull that back over. But it's not, the nectar is not necessarily going to carry with it the flavor, the heat, the things along those lines, right? Right. It's not going to give you the same thing as an infusion where you're infusing the final product into the honey kind of thing so you're not going to get that taste Mm -hmm. so yes bees absolutely love mint they love rosemary if you allow the rosemary to bloom and you allow a lot of your herbs to bloom the bees love them they go crazy and they just cover the entire plant so for me in late summer when all my mint is blooming Mm -hmm. covered in bees covered in bees well in in late summer my bees are my uh What's that stuff? Uh, uh, pigweed. It's covered in bees. It is, actually. I yeah, remember, it really is. I remember, actually, when uh, I was out there that one time, and I was trying to take a photo, and I don't remember what it was. It was something big Bunches scared the hell out of me. Uh, but... I was trying to lean over one of the fences and get a good uh, get get a good shot of the bees because they were just all over the pigweed and, and mm-hmm. you know your wife was like I just mowed that stuff two days ago oh, and it yeah. pops right back up and there blooms again and they're all over it but I was leaning over the fence trying to get a photo of it and there was something on the fence and it may have been a cicada it was big mm-hmm. whatever it was but. I didn't see it. And so as I'm leaning over, my head's right over the top of it, and I scared it, and it flew, and it, like, bounced off the side of my chin, and I about threw my phone over the fence into the other yard. Uh, what's the little purple flowers we have? It's all over everything. You asked me that once. The, the, the low-lying the, little yeah, guys, they, I don't know what they are. She mowed them the other day, and they already blooming again. Yeah. And they make red. I know they make red pollen. Really? Yeah. Because blue bonnets make red pollen. Oh, this makes red pollen too. Did you notice that the blue bonnets, once a bee has hit it, it turns red on the inside? I don't remember which way it goes. When they first open, the the inner part of the petal is either white or red. Mm -hmm. And then after it has depleted, the plant itself Mm -hmm. has depleted all of its pollen, that changes color and it signals to the insects that, hey, I, I don't have anything here for you anymore. But see, the other part of that too, though, is things that we don't, take into consideration 
there's some new evidence that states that the bees can actually sense and see in, in an electromagnetic spectrum as well, and they see in the ultraviolet spectrum. So well, they see in my spectrum because they don't like me. <laughs> And you say it's because I run around with Swarm Commander in my <laughs> well, truck. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's the biggest damn bee I, a queen I ever sm- smelled. Let's see, we were we having... We the hell out of her. We don't want her around our place. We were having this conversation, I think it was yesterday <laughs> or the day before, and all of a sudden I got really serious on him, and I was like, all right, Ken, look, you need to take the damn Swarm Commander out of your truck. Like, right now, go out there and take it out of your truck. And he's like, but why? And I said, because... Every time you're in the truck, those pheromones are just permeating the truck. They're in the seat. They're in you, you know, as, as you sit there. And then every time he goes and like he uh, he had a, a what was it? the There's somebody out there near you guys that has an open air colony that has built comb underneath oh, yeah. the eve of the house, just hanging free open in the mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. And you walked out there to that do an evaluation of it. And the bees immediately started thumping him and pushing him back. And he's always telling me these stories like every colony is mean. Every colony, the bees bumping when he gets near him. Even the swarms that were checking out the swarm boxes were thumping him and bumping him. And then it like it clicked. And he's in the middle of the story. And I was like, Ken, go take the damn swarm commander out of your truck. Like we, we know it's there. We've identified what the deal is. You've even said your glasses were sitting close to it and they oh, would, yeah, they would go all over your glasses. glasses. Yeah. And so that's what you, you need to get the swarm commander out of your truck and then allow those pheromones to dissipate and then you will have a completely different perspective on all these bees okay. because they're not going to be thumping well, you all the time. <laughs> after I wash my bee suit, which lives in the truck too, uh, <laughs> so it needs after washed I washed again. it, well, you know, after about 10 months of working bees in it and getting hell stung out of you and then you told me well wash your bee suit yeah i did and bee says oh you're nice again yeah it changes everything it does you just but <laughs> you need to get that out of your truck <laughs> <laughs> i think it would it would change your perspective on things entirely and that was just like you know we've we've talked about this on on both of the segments what, before it cure but coronavirus no oh well no okay <laughs> um, you know, but we talked about that on both the segments where I was making fun of you after your surgery because you you were in the truck. You didn't need to be out there with us, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. keep the windows rolled down so we could talk to you because mm-hmm. the bees kept coming in there. They come in there and smell that. That's because the swarm in commanders in there. Yeah. yeah. So so you got to get that out of your truck. Well, I just bought a. No, no, no. No, Maxie got a aerosol can about that tall of it now. That's I great. Said, don't put I it said, in the truck. So, Max, you don't coat the damn thing in it. That's why the bees are all over it. Well, how often do you? I said, how often are you spraying it? Once a week. What the hell? Well, see, so you're like if you were doing the essential oils and you were doing like lemongrass, you would go out there and you would about once a month. Well, you yeah, you could do it every couple of weeks, but oh, you're yeah. still doing just a tiny little bit on like a cotton swab and rubbing it oh, around. Oh hell the front no, not Max. He's spraying it like a like he's painting. He's, the damn he's thing. coating it, yeah. Yeah. And then there are tons of bees that come out there, and they're all over it because mm-hmm. it is so strong and overwhelming that it, it's confusing It makes me want to get up there and fly around it. Yeah, and then they thump you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. like, back off, dude. But, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, the, uh, the I'm, I made, you know, I sent you the pictures of swarm traps I made. Uh-huh. And while I'm building, the, the bees are just, oh, man, check this out. Go in, come out. Yep. And I'm sitting there, Wow. One of the, the, so for me, mm-hmm. when I ordered my very first package, hive, okay, wooden box. So I ordered it originally from Man Lake, 
way back in the day. Oh, and, you bought the whole thing. Yeah. I well, know, they it, yeah. still got them. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. But this one, they weren't assembled. Okay. I ordered it. Oh, you bought the first box. Yeah. When I, when not I got. The, not the kit. Got no. the bees in it. And I everything. did do that. No, okay. not, not bees and everything. No, no, no. Yeah. They got I'm just talking bee. about the actual hive yeah, bodies. Okay. When I purchased my first hive body and I had to assemble it, mm-hmm. I took it out in my driveway mm-hmm. and I sat down and I had the wood glue out and mm-hmm. I had everything good to go. And, and mm-hmm. I was also, I was trying to build this, but I was also building my first top bar nuke at the same mm-hmm. time. And I'm out there doing the woodworking and bees started showing up and they would land on the wood and they would walk around on it. And it was the coolest thing. This is going to be a damn beehive. And I'm like, hey, 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 that's awesome that you're here, but it's not ready yet. Like you can't, you can't move in yet. You need to go away. Um, But it was just really neat though, that that's what it was Mm -hmm. for. And that's what I would be doing. And the only thing that I could think of on the stuff that came from Man Lake is probably because it has That's like it's smell. it's well it's packaged yeah. with all this stuff that has wax and all this other stuff on right. it, so it probably has some of that scent to it, and they're just like oh I, I smell I smell wax I smell bees like well, what is this mine were nuke boxes and ten frame boxes and eight frame boxes so yep. yeah yeah that's what all my swarm my swarm traps are yeah uh, I've read that ten frame is the best swarm trap by the way well it's the right size yeah it's the it's the perfect size ten uh, frame deep. For the for the bees, mm-hmm. I had to go do a removal, quote unquote, like pick it up and carry it off the property, um, and I actually I have some pictures of it, so it'll be the first thing that I really kind of post on my Wicked Bee Removal um, Instagram for this year. Mm-hmm. But it is a the guy kept telling me it was a dog, like a dog wash basin, mm-hmm. and I for the life of me, when I hear that, I think deep rectangle sink. Mm-hmm. Because that's what a dog wash is. Mm-hmm. It's big enough that a you know a full size Great Dane can crawl mm-hmm. up inside of it, and you can wash them down. What this was is, it was an old wash bucket, and it's it was about this big around. <laughs> oh, XA bell tub. What would you say? What did you say that is like? Not maybe two foot tub. across. Yeah. Not. Oh no no! You're talking about a number one uh, wash pot. Wash tub. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, number one's about that big around. It's about, yeah, we're, we're, we're here. Yeah. Can't you guys Can't see? see this? Yeah. Can't you see? No, I, I would say it's, it's a, if you went straight across it, it would probably be two, maybe three foot yeah, max, but one. it's probably two foot. One. Um, and it was only maybe a foot and a half deep. Yeah, it's just, and it's, it's just a wash tub. It's, a, it's like a sheet metal. It wasn't yeah, even, yeah. It's a wash tub. Um, a wash tub. But so that he kept calling it this dog wash basin, and I was like, "That's I what he not. used it for." Well, no, 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 he bought the property. Oh, okay. But I just I could not envision in my head what it was. But it was out on the back of the property, underneath some grapevines, mm-hmm. flipped upside down, mm-hmm. and the one end was just barely like That's half an inch I up off the ground. The dog in, and oh. uh, the bees went up inside there. They had moved in. They filled really? it up, and it, it again perfect size right it's just and a they little go bit underground bigger underground to get into it not they went on the ground not underground but on the ground and then up because basically it was just sitting upside down on the ground and one end was propped up just half an inch so they would go under that section and get up inside there and they created a colony there they lived there for i don't know yet he said he's known they've been there for since last year that's when he found how it. Many, how many combs were in it? I haven't flipped it over yet. You haven't flipped it over yet? No. So what I did to do the removal on it is we take a sheet, and I do it the same way that I do for like an owl box or a squirrel box. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a sheet, and I laid the sheet on the ground right beside it. Did it stink? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> in the morning, you'll say something like that, and I'm like, what? It was like uh, last week you you made the comment about if you had yellow honey and you made the mead out of it, what what would it look like? And I was like, well, it'd be yellow. And you're sitting over there grinning, and I'm like, huh? And I'm like, oh, yeah, never mind. I get it. So I laid a 
S H E E T. Oh, okay, yeah, that's sheet. It. Okay, down. Yeah, and just I, a regular cloth sheet. Yeah, just like a bed sheet. Okay. Um, and okay. This one happened to be specifically a fitted sheet. Why didn't you put a piece of plywood underneath there and then screw it to it and then make a frame, I, make a box out of it? No. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean you could you could call that the new. Uh, uh, wash tub, uh, <laughs> wash tub, wash, wash tub, tub hive. hive, and then you could put you a a piece of wood going down to it, and then you could put four strings on it, and the bees would go bzz, 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 while you go. So I laid the sheet down beside the wash tub. I smoked the wash tub where they were coming in, smoked okay. it so they'd be a little bit, you know, more, well, preoccupied, cover up their pheromones, um, go through and you turn around and then I, I had to move all the vines and everything out of the way. So I pushed all the grapevines and everything back and you turn around and you take the tub and you pick it up and then very gently pick it up, move it over and then just set it right back down on top of the sheet. And now when I did that, there were a ton of bees on the ground and they had pretty much propolized the entire ground underneath Good them. Gosh, and it was, it made almost like a, a leather coating, right? Really? And so they were all over that and that smelled. And then the bees were still coming back in. The foragers were still returning. And we did this at night. Like I got there about seven o'clock, sunsets about 7.30 so I could scope it all out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So the bees are still coming in, but they're coming in to that propolis that still smells like them, and it's right where they should be, and there's still a big pile of them. And I'm like, well, crap. Normally, I would have just picked it up, set it down on the sheet, wrapped the sheet up around it, tied it off, carried it to the truck. Well, in this case, there were still a ton of bees there, and I didn't want to leave all of them. So I propped the corner of it up and then allowed the bees that were still inside the container to come out Mm -hmm. and start fanning. Yeah. And then all the rest of the bees that were on that propolis started marching towards the container and going in. So I went over and I started at the back and I started using my hive tool and peeling and digging all the propolis covered dirt up and taking it off in big like one foot sheets off of the ground and tossing it off into a trash bag uh-huh. so that then it was just raw earth and it wasn't covered in the propolis and didn't have that scent to it. And they all slowly marched over and went up the blanket. And oh, what a God. I got a yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> no, I ain't got no coronavirus. Whoa. Whoa. There. That's a telephone ringing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Max, you're on the hive jab. How are you doing this morning? You should put him on speakerphone. Uh, let me put you on speakerphone. Hang on. <laughs> Okay, this is my son, Max, who just called me. Gotta stick it up to the mic. Now, huh? now, now get over here. Talk to the people on the hive jive. Say hi, Max. Hi, how are y'all? <laughs> get, it, get it right up there next to the microphones. Everybody can okay, hear. Get it right up here. Okay. So they, we talk about you on the show all the time, Max. So uh, you can say hi to everybody out there. And, uh, and they've all seen photos of you. They, we've, we've shown pictures of you out there working the bees and catching fish. So now everybody gets to actually hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well. So what's up? Everybody out there on the hive jive. <laughs> did uh, did the bees come in this morning? No. No, they didn't come in. Okay. They're probably in Monday then. Right. John says Monday or Tuesday. Hope yeah. not Tuesday. Hope it's Monday. Yeah. But anyway. Well, I just come and tell you don't worry about plywood. I already got it. Oh, okay. He's a, uh, a CDX plywood at Hoover's and burn it. $14 a sheet. Oh, okay. So What are we building? Swarm traps? What the hell do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Max, is, Max says, 
He's got 10-frame boxes, so he is going to fill them full of freebies. Uh-huh. Hey, Max, uh, tell everybody what you thought about the first removal that you did. Oh, it was, it was pretty straightforward and simple. I mean, just found where they are going in and out. We gave them a little bit of light smoke, popped the lid open, and they're just... Just like they'd be on top bar, just running across the supports on the lid. And, uh, real simple. Pull it out, cut the, carefully cut the comb, and reattach it to a rescue bar. And pretty much real straightforward. Very cool. Now, how come you haven't seen that queen yet? <laughs> I don't have that eye you do. Ah, uh, well, you got you have you have a better eye for it than your dad does. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you're at least able to spot most of them pretty quickly. But you'll you'll get in there. You'll see her eventually. One of these days, they'll have a, the low range will come out with a queen finder, and I'll build a fish finder. A low range fish finder, yeah. And uh, also, uh, they've made another comb. And John says, if we want to put that big comb we got there on a on a uh, rescue bar, go ahead and put it in there. And he says he didn't think it, it may not fit in that high in that in there because it's smaller. But you built that to the same. Depth and, the and specs. specs as Just, the big ones. Well, but the, the reason that I say that it may not fit is because some of those comb that I mm-hmm, gave you mm-hmm. came out of an actual Langstroth box, but on a top bar. Okay. So they could be way wider or way deeper, okay. just depending on which it is. Some of them were pretty small, so it wouldn't matter. But um, you just you know use a bread knife and, and trim it to the, the shape of the box if you have to and stick it in there. But it would be good. That would give that colony a boost oh, in the butt heck yeah. heck yeah i'd give them a big kick in the butt you'd, you'd get um depending on the size of the comb you know you could very easily get a couple thousand extra bees out of that it's that wide yeah oh yeah that's, and it's that deep yeah it probably will need trim then yeah <laughs> that's a good size comb <laughs> yeah it's, it's big so but that would throw be throwing uh once she laid that it could put as many as two thousand bees extra bees into that yep absolutely and that's a huge boost yeah. Well, I'm glad that they're doing good, Max, and that they, there wasn't actually any robbing or fighting going on. You got them in there, first successful removal, so congrats on that, sir. Oh, thank you. Are you, are you ready for more? Are you going to go out there and cut the ones off from underneath the eave of that house? John's. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> we got to go to Kyle's and get that bunch out from under the barn. Then we're going to have to go up to Brady and get that bunch out to Todd's <laughs> house. So we got all kinds of stuff we're going to be doing. Yeah, see, see what you've gotten yourself into? Yeah, we got all kinds of good um quarantine activities that's what i was telling everybody earlier is like hey you guys are stuck at home you don't have anything else to do go go work your go bees. kick a hive and see what the hell happens no don't kick a hive don't kick a hive no <laughs> <laughs> but go out there work your bees and and you know spend some time getting familiar with them that's it that's it yep <laughs> there you go uh if you want to hang any of those boxes i've got made out there on the on the you can hang them or i'll be in later today all right. Okay. All right. I'll later. Be good. Thanks Thank for you. calling. <laughs> well, that was random. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, it's Max. Yeah, that's Max. Why not? We'll just put him on the air. Yeah. Just spontaneous <laughs> speakerphone. Here you go, Max. Um, well, there you go, everybody. Now you now you've got to actually hear from Max. That was yeah. Ken's son. So, yeah. and that was a, that was unplanned. My wife telling me to get pullets. Chickens. Chickens. You're gonna get chickens? Yeah. Uh, Hens. Right. Yeah. Pull it. Just pull it. Get, we don't want no roosters. No. But are you gonna get chicks? No. It's gonna take a little no, while. No. Uh, Callahans. You can buy uh, the adults. The adults. 
Full size. They're yeah. pullets. They're, they're all, not adults. They're pullets. Yeah, they're all. She's the, gonna be laying the little eggs. They're all the castoffs that nobody yeah. bought. All right, we're gonna pause for a second. You've been in here singing songs for people? A PP song. <laughs> well, that'll be entertaining to listen to when I go through and edit it. Uh, sorry about that. <clears throat> Had an entire giant thermos of uh, coffee, hot, well, yeah. hot tea this morning, and yeah, then switched with, with it over mint. to hot coffee and, and with mint and honey. Yeah, it was mint tea and honey, mm -hmm. homemade mint tea straight out of the garden. And, and then, bee made uh, honey. And then bee made honey. Bee straight, made honey. Straight out of the same garden. Yeah. <laughs> bee made honey. So, um, random, random off-topic thing here. Uh, we talked to Max. We did. Well, yeah, that was definitely random. Oh, okay. That was that was unscripted, <laughs> unplanned for. Um, and I, you know what? Your phone actually rang. Like it, it wasn't a oh, splash or a turkey no, it call rings. or it, like it, it actually rang. Well, something like that. It rings. Yeah. When somebody calls me. So we're looking at. Um, I have I have one word. It's a hyphenated word. Mm -hmm. First letter T. Last mm -hmm. word shirt. <laughs> T-shirts, t-shirts. Okay, t-shirts. I got an idea for you for a t-shirt. Oh Lord, we have some. We have some fun ones. Oh, it's what's this be a new fun one? one? The Hive Jive. We're smoking the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How many will that sell? A bunch. <laughs> so, when I was telling uh, I was telling Kevin about the the design and some of the things that we'd come up with, like the the Hive Jive, we're big down under, mm -hmm. and it's it was going to be subtle. And I was going to have, I, I want to work the shape of Australia into it somewhere mm -hmm. in the background or something mm -hmm. so that it's like, hey, down under Australia, like, duh. But it doesn't outright say that. So then it's still tongue in cheek, kind of funny. And I was showing him the Hive Jive Junkie. And he was like, oh, man, you guys, you need to have like a cartoon bee that's like, you know, cracked out and like, you know, doing this. And then it, then it started getting into the it was funny, but it could also be offensive to anybody who's in recovery or, or has gone through any type mm -hmm. of. So we were like, well, yeah, we, we might have to be careful on that. But I, but I like that we smoke the good stuff. What huh? you could do, the hive jive, where we're smoking the good stuff. And there's a smoker, smoker yeah. underneath it with smoke coming up around that. Yeah. Oh, that look good. That'd be cool as hell. <laughs> and it's my idea. <laughs> well, until somebody else gets it done, puts it out there. Um, if you do, we know where you got yeah, the idea. We know where you got the idea. And we'll come after you. And I got mean damn bees. <laughs> You'll put Swarm Commander yep. in your truck. <laughs> yeah, they'll go chasing you around. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there's an update on that. Um, so. We we have them. They're on their way. We we they. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. So so close. You're gonna have to make those in a hurry, because somebody will steal that. The 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 concept will be kind of limited editions, mm -hmm. so we're not gonna necessarily have every design out there all the time for everybody to get. Then we'll have them. We'll, we'll have, have them. little sections yeah. where we do like 50 of this one and then 50 of the next one kind of thing. And then we'll have them numbered. So once they become a. <laughs> A collectible, <laughs> then you can say, "Oh, this is the half jab junkie uh, smoking the good stuff." Five, yeah, it's worth. In twenty years from now, it's going to be worth five dollars. <laughs> oh, and you spent twenty five to get it plus five dollars shipping, so your thirty dollars shirt's yeah. worth five bucks. Yeah, but it's Ken, wore out. Ken and I can sign it, and it might take that value down to a buck. Yeah, it's, it's wore out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the opposite of how that's supposed to yeah, work. It's supposed to be. Yeah, uh, but it's broke. It's broke in. Not wore out. It's broke well, yeah. in. Yeah, and then also we could uh, put, uh, you know, we could make a coronavirus one. Oh Lord, I don't know. I survived COVID nineteen. Yeah, that sounds good too. The hi the hive jive. 
I've survived COVID nineteen smoking the good stuff. <laughs> Actually, so <laughs> on a on a not so great thing on that, people who do smoke apparently are more susceptible oh, yes. to getting really oh, really yes. bad sick yes. with the coronavirus. So yes, that one may not be a good one. No, it wouldn't. We'll be. just leave it. We'll we'll leave the virus out of it, and we'll just leave it with smoking the good stuff. I like that. Yeah, I think that would be that'd, that'd be, be cool. That, as that's hell. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll come up. I'll, and, I'll put the little smoker in there and. And we'll see what we can get. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be cool as hell. Oh, yeah, I'd like that. And you could come up with smoke coming around the hive giant. Oh, I got shut up. <laughs> yeah, you keep describing yeah, it. You're going to give everybody a perfect I visual. Know. I know. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll go through. We'll we'll definitely have that out there and, and get that done. But yeah, so so shirts are imminent. They are they are quickly approaching, mm-hmm. just in time. For everyone to not have any money and be able to buy things or things to be shipped because the coronavirus has shut down the world. <laughs> so how's Definitely that for irony? Done that. <laughs> do they have it in Australia? Yeah, they do. They got it in Australia. They do. Too? In fact, Tom Hanks and wow. his wife are oh, actually right. in Australia they and they, they have the virus. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's ever. It is literally. Wow. It's everywhere. Well. I don't know when they're going to shut the U.S. down, but I think they will be in time. I don't know. I have no idea what it's going to do. Know. So Austin, so Texas overall, and this this is kind of no funny. bars, no restaurants, right? No, but we you know. we talked about stuff last week on the main mm-hmm. episode and the bonus episode, and then before those episodes came out, I actually had to edit what we talked about out that fast because things are changing so quickly yeah. that it was by the time you guys would hear it, it was already drastically outdated. But as of yesterday mm-hmm. which by today it's probably already doubled and we have no idea yeah. but the the entire state of texas as of let me give an actual date as of 320 the entire state of texas had 194 confirmed cases mm-hmm. 59 of those were in austin and travis county yeah and That's then crazy. there was some in williamson county just above us and some i think in hayes county um, but no other counties in the state of Texas are around. Well, Austin County ain't got none. Right, they, County ain't got none. They hadn't reported any yet. Right. But see, that's the thing. Austin is now ramping up their testing, and they've actually got everybody going through the centers and, and getting tested. So now more of it is. It's not that it's just now spreading. It's already out there. It's already spreading. They're just now being able to find it because they're now testing and tracking for it. So, but it is. It is kind of crazy because, like you said, the bars that's are crazy. shut down. Restaurants are shut yeah. down. Restaurants here are uh, delivery or pickup only. And then the hotels, there are some major hotel chains that have straight up closed. And a lot of these places, um, your dentist offices, doctor's offices, mm-hmm. it's only emergency case situations. Even the tire shop is you can make an appointment and you can come in for a flat or a repair, but they're not doing balancing. They're not doing new cells. No. Um, they're they're no. limiting their staff, limiting what they can do. Well, you were talking to... Uh, one of the restaurant owners here in town, yeah. and unfortunately, they're laying off a they laid ton off of people. Six hundred servers, cooks, yep, wash, you know, people, people that are they're not needed if the restaurant, uh, if the front well, end of the restaurant's closed. not open. Yeah, the, the they're restaurant, not even doing delivery. The bar, no, he's closed it. He's just straight up closed. Yeah, he says you can't make you can't run what we run on takeout. Yeah, which I could see that, but and so. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. We we're working on some stuff with him, and uh, John may be doing new po- more podcasts. <laughs> probably not, but yeah, we'll probably do it on the show. Yeah, do it on the Great Outdoors. Yeah, and, we can podcast uh, put it out there because because it goes your Great Outdoors still gets uploaded. It oh, is yeah. an archive as a podcast anyway. Yeah, so it does. Yeah, um, yep. I think I think that idea is really good though. What you guys have come up for that? So that'll work. That'll be good. 
Yep. But yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy world, and I don't know what what's actually going to come out of it. Um, I've you got. You know, what's happening is we're hitting the restart button. Somebody is hitting the restart button, and, and we have to make it better. I mean, it's sort of like uh, one of the, and I don't, I just cut John off, but it's sort of like one of the books that I have uh, been listening to. It says we should learn from the bees. The bees all work together, and they make their and they're so sweet. And I tell one of them, you piss one of them off, and then they all sting you. <laughs> but uh, but you know the uh, bees, we should learn from them. And I, I kind of like that idea. And uh, they are a very dem- dem- democratic. Society. They're technically an oligarchy, but yeah, the the book is Honeybee Democracy. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the, I mean that that's absolutely correct. Really, um, we we do need to learn how to get along better, be mm-hmm. more sustainable, both in life and in our own communities and mm-hmm. humanity as a whole. But one of the things that I do think is really that is going to benefit from this and hopefully companies stick with it. But this has forced companies to change their work models mm-hmm. and their approach to things because in, in some regards for some jobs mm-hmm. and some individuals, cause not everybody is necessarily as disciplined, but there's no reason that you can't do some of these jobs from home, from your computer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it actually makes your quality of life better because if you have a child you don't have to pay for the daycare for the child right. to be out doing stuff right. and you can actually raise yep. your kid, but you can still be there with your cell phone and your computer and you can still get the work done. Mm-hmm. And it, it may be distracting for some individuals. They may need that separation where they can go outside of the home to do that. But it is actually forcing companies to evolve and change the way that they see the workforce. Restart button. Yeah, because there's no reason that you need to necessarily go into a facility to do a specific job. And it can actually, in some ways, morph and modernize and change some of the ways that we look at stuff. Because if you're not paying for the physical building or the infrastructure on certain aspects and you're just paying for the technology, then you can actually pay your employees a higher wage. Mm -hmm. You can actually have more profitability in the business. There's a lot of these things that can actually be beneficial that come out of this. And so that's actually really kind of cool. And I'm just trying to find positives, obviously, in in, oh, yeah. in the, the craziness that's going on. But I think that it is going to, when it's all said and done, it is definitely going to change the way that things work on a day-to-day basis. And that's a good thing. And here, where, I, where we're at now in the radio station, uh, we got the email yesterday. All, everybody, all the salespeople, everybody out there that's the techs, everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody's home. Stay home. See, the, the funny thing is, come in. for you and I, this is normal to us yeah. because we're always in here on Saturdays and Sundays mm-hmm. and everybody else is always home anyway. So having the entire building empty yeah, we to ourselves. To we don't have social distance. Yeah, there's, it's just Ken and I. And we're, we, I'm not sitting where I normally sit, so I'm not right across from him mm-hmm. close. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. six foot away on the complete opposite side of the, mm-hmm. the little table set up here. Yep. Um, but, and then Eric, when Eric's not in the studio with us, when we do the deeper dives, but he is in the studio sometimes. In another room though. Yeah. That, that was my point. He's on the other side of the wall with like a double plate glass window and soundproof. 
soundproofing. He's in a completely different room. So Eric can be here. Ken can be here. I can be here. And we're still separated and isolated yep. so that we can see each other. We can hear each other, but we're not in direct contact. And that is that's actually kind of cool. But for the rest of the building, anybody who worked Monday through Friday, yes, this is definitely different oh, because yeah. some of them are working from home. They're doing their, their shows from home. Uh, the sales staff are taking their calls and working from home and doing all like the design staff, the commercial team. They're all doing everything from home as well. And then but for you and I, though, this is just another day because we come in on a Saturday early in the morning. There's nobody here anyway. Mm -hmm. um, there may be one or two other producers like I think in this entire building right now, there's one gentleman over across the hall doing news. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Bob Eric. Pickett is over cutting commercials. And Bob Pickett and that's is it. who did the... He's, he's our voice for the Hive yep. Jive he's when you hear the, the intro and exits. Jive. That's Mr. Bob Pickett. Mm -hmm. um, lovely voice, great voiceover yep. talent, and got he does this, a lot of commercials uh, and stuff. Got a voice like Crown Raw Whiskey, just as smooth as it can be. <laughs> smooth and deep. Yep. But, well, but yeah. Sort of like the Hive Jive. Smooth and deep? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! And smoking the good stuff. No, we smoking don't eat the good stuff. Well, yes, I guess we do. I, did you, you notice? I, I started putting dried cow manure in mine. Yeah, it works wonderful. Yep, that goes back uh, to whatever's at hand, and it stays lit it's, forever. It smolders. It now dry is the main preference oh, there. You got to get dry. You um, don't want to get the you don't, a little yeah, bit you don't, damp. You don't do damp. You do dry. Mm -hmm. But if so, for people out there that are like, what horse manure and cow manure is oh, pretty much yeah. pure dry when it's all dried. Oh, yes. It's a it's a perfect little compact combustible pellet that can smolder forever. Um, <laughs> And it is. It, it's great for your gardens, yeah. oh, it's but good. it's great for your smoker. It works really well. Yeah, I guess you could use it in the smoker and then knock it off in a tub and then take it home and then dump it on your garden. It's still going to be good. It's potash. Yeah. Yeah. In some in some cases, as long as it doesn't add too much to the soil. But yeah, I mean, there's it, in fact, one of the uh, one of the videos that I posted on social media I think it was on the Hive Jive, but it was a while back was when I was out there actually at your place mm -hmm. checking the bees and I needed smoker fuel. And I was mm -hmm. like, all right, everybody brace yourselves. And I showed I bent down and grabbed a handful of this dried cow patty, broke it up and put it inside the smoker and, and got it going. And uh, that is actually. Yeah. I mean, it's just whatever's in your environment is what we put in the smoker sometimes. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. on, on an off note, I get I, I think I'm starting to become allergic to the smoke. Not not allergic, but I have an adverse reaction to it. I have noticed that if I use cow manure, it doesn't bother me. And also smoker pellets. The smoke pellets for the smoker. Yeah, but when you use but grass you and use leaves, grass it tears you up. Grass or cedar or yep. any of that. Yeah, it tears me up. See, I've I've noticed here, I and, and it, it's becoming, unfortunately, as I get older, it's becoming more and more prevalent, which is really pissing me off. But... I have noticed that when I'm out there, you know, we do removals. If we're doing a forced abscond, it is smoking 24-7 constantly to get the bees out of there. Mm -hmm. And if we're going and we're doing, you know, even just in a house, initially there's a lot of smoke to calm them down until mm -hmm. we start doing the power tools. Once we get started, really, we put the smoker off to the side. But even out working a lot of hives, you've got your smoker going inevitably. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, when you first light your smoker, <clears throat> no matter where you're standing and where the wind's blowing, it comes right in your face. Oh, yeah, it, it, it just comes right you towards know why? you. Smoke it's, follows beauty. You got it. It's an old song. <laughs> smoke follows beauty. So you go through and you get your smoker lid and it, it wafts over in your face or you're smoking the hives and it blows back on you. You come home smelling like a campfire and that's kind of my life every day. My family's like, oh yeah, you've been out working bees. You smell like you've been by a campfire. But 
it started getting to the point where one, the smell of it started bothering me just, mm-hmm. just in a, like a cleanly sense. Like I don't like my hands smelling like it. I don't want my hair smelling like it. So when I come home from working bees, I'll immediately jump in the shower, clean off and change clothes just because I don't want to smell like that anymore. But the other part of it is I go out there and I work the bees and I do a lot of smoke. On mm-hmm. the days that I do a lot of smoke, anyway, I will notice that the very next morning when I wake up, I'll sound like this, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll feel like I get hit by a truck, and I'll be congested. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if I'm taking oh. my allergy pills or not, but it's it's perfectly in line with when I use the smoker. And it did not used to be that way five years ago. That wasn't the case, but now, you know, every time it gets a little bit worse, and I'm like, well, that really sucks. Oh, your eyes just. Pouring water. No, 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 no. It, it, it's Mine do. it's a uh, it's almost like when, a built when, up when pressure it, and congestion. When it all starts when it first when, starts. When you first, you know, you light it up with grass or cedar. No, Your eyes will start eyes watering. Instant water. Yeah. No, mine is always like I might. <clears throat> I might inhale it or breathe it in on accident when I'm lighting it, and it, it might give a little bit of irritation there, but it's usually starting late that night or the next morning after I wake up, everything, my sinuses are all compacted and congested, and I've even gone through and done where you do like the neti pots or the nasal rinses, mm-hmm. and so I'll go out and I'll have a hard day of working bees and smoking the bees, and then I'll come back home and I'll be like, okay, so we know tomorrow's going to suck, so I'll go through and I'll do one of the washes. And do a nasal rinse and try to help clear that out. It really doesn't seem to do any good for me because the next morning, I still wake up, man. I crawl out of bed and I just, I just don't want to go. It's in your lungs. I'm like, oh, and then it's the pressure behind the eyes and up in the upper head and the sinus cavity. It just, it that don't kicks bite. my it, butt. It just makes my eyes water. Just makes you cry. Oh yeah. It's just such a beautiful oh, I mean, thing. Okay, I'll let the That's smoker. Tough, and, <laughs> but using pellets, you know. Yeah, the pellets? actual design for smoking food. Yeah. Don't bother me at all. Are using uh, now my t-shirts? They don't do bad if it's cotton. <laughs> now what he means is he's literally taken old t-shirts, my old t-shirts that he's torn up, not just plain shirt, cotton shirt, no images or ink or anything on them, um, and he will use that sometimes in his smokers, and and that they doesn't work bother great. me. Yeah, and in a burlap, and in uh, yeah, but. Uh, Smoker pellets are the best, and they stay lit for a while. See, I started noticing, you know, even a, or about a year and a half ago, I started noticing kind of like you, and I, I I couldn't ever place what it was, but it would be like, oh, today I use something different in the smoker that really pissed off everything. But now it's getting to the point where any time I use the smoker, it pisses off everything. And then you can go to HEB and buy those bags, 15 pounds, cheap. Yeah, so pellet. there's one of those little things where, you know, you look at going out and you buy something specific for beekeeping and it's expensive. Yes. You know, you can buy things that look exactly like your hive yep. tool at Home Depot or Lowe's and they're, you know, pennies on the dollar versus what you buy it if it's a quote unquote hive tool. But yet, you know, it's a pry bar type thing at, at the store and it's a little bit cheaper. Um some of our removal tools that we use are, are things that are not made for that, but they work great for it. But if you were to brand it for beekeeping, man, you'd double I the price mean, on it. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, same thing with that, though. You you buy a specific bag of bee smoker fuel, and the price is through the roof, but you oh, can yeah. go buy a huge bag of pellet smoker fuel, mm-hmm. and it's cheap. Yep, and it works wonderful. Yep, still get your nice bed yep. of coals going in there, and then add the pellets to the top of it, and it'll just smolder and smoke for the rest of the day. It's yeah, all good. It will. Has a better cow manure too. on there? It works <laughs> cow <good>. manure too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just poopy of you yep. to say, Ken. Yep. I know. Yep. Oh well. <laughs> Which was not the word I wanted to use. <laughs> I know you didn't. But we're, we're being uh, trying to be PC. Yes. 
little bit more we appropriate. We have a lot of kids listening. For our, for our younger audience, it blows my mind. Um, yeah. We did really good for a year, man. I think we went an entire year and didn't have but maybe one bleep in there. And uh, and then the second year when we started doing these, yeah, I guess I wasn't supposed to say what I said a little while ago. No, nah, it's all right. I'm we, sorry. we started doing these little uh, bonus episodes, and and we got a little bit more free and lax with uh, with what we would say. Mm-hmm. And then you know our our of the little ladies. all of our listeners and patrons are like, like that. my kids love listening to the show when we're driving they don't in the car. Hear those kind of words. Well, no, the, we've not ever had anybody tell us that. No, but they do tell us that. Oh, my kids love listening to the show, and they and, like this. Yeah. And we we have like Alyssa that we featured on the last show and put the pictures out there on social media. And then I'm like, oh man, what did we say? How many bad words were in there? And they're not, they're not the really bad words, but they're nah. still words that are, you know, for a smaller kid, they're yeah. inappropriate. So we've tried to do better about going back and either bleeping or silencing the words. So the adults get what we said, but the kids don't hear yeah. it. That's it. And <laughs> now they're listening. They, what, what aren't we supposed to hear? Yeah, exactly. What do you mean? There was a word back yeah. there I wasn't supposed to. What, what yeah, is that? they'll go back and what listen to it and see if they can find it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a Tim McGraw song on the uh, my four year old said a four letter word. Oh yeah, started with yeah. S, and I was concerned. Yeah, and I asked him, son, where'd you learn how to talk like that? And he said, well, Dad, I've been watching you. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, been watching you, Dad. Ain't that cool? Uh, when they sting me, I teach them words. Oh man, me too. <laughs> but the bees. Mm-hmm. Me <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. I get stung. I say a four-letter word every time. It never uh, changes. It's it hurts like hell every time. It did that does not ever lessen. Are you gonna go with me when I go get the bees out of the barn and and out of Todd's house, the hunting house? <laughs> so I don't can, know. So you can video that and put it out to everybody. This is Ken's taking bees out of a floor. <laughs> Because I just heard you talking about when they start the, when you start the saws and all of that. Yeah, they get they get a little riled up. I can see that, especially when you take it and you flip that floor over and flipping it over. This. Yeah, that's that's not really even the the bad part. By the time you get to that, they're already because you've been sawing for a good five minutes, depending on what you're doing. But how do they get out? These here come from the outside yeah. in. Yeah, they can't get in the barn. Well, they can when you flip it over. Well, yeah, when they flip it but over, you got it's going to fill it plumb full. You got the barn doors open, too, though. So, yeah, see, so see this, is, cool. this yeah. is how we do this, yeah. okay? Okay. You go in there. You you figure out where the entrance is, mm-hmm. right? Then you do a thermal mm-hmm. so that you can see exactly where and they are. If you don't have the a floor. thermal camera like John, no, you, you put get, your hands on there no, and you go to you, feeling. You can also put your ear against it and listen, and you can hear where they are. You'll hear this... Kind of chewing, crackling, popping noise. They're scraping and cleaning and Not chewing. Not as I am. Eh, you know, huh. put your ear down yeah. there, put a glass up to it. But mm-hmm. so you go through and you take a look at everything, and you you find exactly where they are. You figure out which direction the floor joists are running. You figure out how far out they go. Keep in mind that if it's been there for a while, the part that's lit up is just where the brood is. That doesn't mean that the comb stops there. There could be honey stores beyond that that are ambient temperature because they don't have to keep that warm. Uh, And you cut the section, right? You've smoked the entrance because that's all you can smoke. You smoke the entrance. And then when you cut the section, you stick the pry bar down there and you pry up just one. Well, you also have to go find the, uh go find any of the screws and take those outer nails. Yep. Yep. 
cut your section so that you're running right down the center of the floor joist so that right. half of the one side is on and half is off. Mm -hmm. That way you can screw it back in place. And you pry up the corner and then you smoke underneath it, lay it back down, just like when you're going to go visit in, in your hives. You know, like open you the lid the inner cover. Yep, open the lid and puff the inner cover and then put the lid back on for a few seconds. Mm -hmm. Then you gently pick it up and preferably you're going to pick it up to where you can just lay it straight down on the floor beside it. So it's just opening like a lid and laying down. You get it laid down on there, and then you start sucking up the bees with your bee vac. And once you get, because they're all going to start running and running towards the dark, right? You have the door of the shed open so that any of them that do fly are going to go back out. But what happens when they get out? Once they're out, they're going to know where the entrance is, and they're going to reorient on that entrance, right? So we start sucking the bees up. We get the majority of the bees off of the comb and off of the wood, but there's still bees between the combs, and that's fine because those are probably mm -hmm. the nurse bees. Mm -hmm. So we get all that done. Then I take the hose to the vac. I put it in the hole, and I stick it right up against where the entrance is. So now all the bees that have left the shed that are reorienting and all the foragers that are coming back, they're going to fly in the entrance right into the hose and go into the containment unit. Okay. So that's doing that the whole time. Now, while that's going and pulling all the bees that are coming in from the outside, I then turn around and I start cutting comb. This comb is all solid honey. It's going into a five-gallon bucket that can be rendered down and then fed back to the mm -hmm. bees later. This comb is is just empty comb. It's going to go into a separate container that can be melted down just for wax. Mm -hmm. This comb has brood in it. Well, we're going to go through and we're going to find the newest comb we can that has brood. Keep in mind, though, underneath the cappings of the brood are also going to be mites. And in the really dark old comb is going to be lots of other chemicals and pesticides and diseases and whatnot that the comb has absorbed. So we don't want to keep all of it. I never fill up, you know, you will absolutely find colonies that you could fill up two deep boxes full of comb. Hmm. We don't do that. We only keep four, period. Yeah. I don't care how big it is. We only keep four comb. And those comb are going to be three of them of solid capped brood. Mm -hmm. or at least old larva, and mm -hmm. one of them that has eggs and some young larva. And that's just in case we miss the queen, we accidentally kill the queen, or she gets sucked up in the hose and, and has too rough of a ride. So we have those all set aside and put over there. We put those into the transport box on our rescue bars. We hang those, we cut them and trim them to fit, and then we hang those in there. Any of the comb that we pick up that has the nurse bees on it, we shake those into that container as well, and they run to the back to the dark where the comb's at, and then we put all the bars in place. If we find the queen, we grab her. If we get her ahead of time, we put her in a queen clip and we lay her in the bottom of the transport box, mm -hmm. and then once we're done and we've got all the comb and we've shaken all the bees we want in that box, we then open up the clip and let her loose and put the final bar in place so she's open and loose in the box now, which means I don't have to go back and open it later, right? We close the entrance just to vent, and then that goes off and goes in the truck. The okay. containment unit is still running and still pulling bees into it, and we go through and we suck up all the rest of the bees, and sometimes we'll let it sit there and go for 30, 45 minutes just to pull the last little bit out of the air. And while that's going, we're scraping down the wood that we flipped over. We're getting all the wax off of it. We'll go through and spray it with the ammonia, get it coated so it'll soak in and kind of help dissipate some of those pheromones. We'll wash everything down with soapy water, and then turn around and repair the last thing we do when we are well the first thing we do when we start the repair is now we're going to pull the hose out we're going to take it to the outside and lay it by the entrance on the outside and we're going to seal up that entrance and it has to be sealed if you don't seal it up you end up with the gentleman like you were telling me about where i got them again yeah they've removed the bees I'm, or killed yeah. the bees multiple times and yet you know year upon year they get more bees yep. and they're still there because they're not repairing the entrance yep and so we'll go out there and we will 
we'll use a combination of expanding spray foam and aluminum window screen and we'll do layer upon layer of that so that it all fuses together and the bees can't chew through it and other critters can't chew through it seal that off the hose is now on the outside so as they come down and the entrance is gone they'll still get pulled into that hose we get everything cleaned up on the inside we flip that board back over we screw it back in place and we're done turn off the vac Seal up the containment unit. Take take your transport box with the comb, the queen, and the bees, and take your containment unit with the other comb and the for or the sorry the bees and the foragers, and you load up and head out, and you go home. That that right there, I just walked you through an entire shed floor removal. You already told me that before. I knew. Yeah, but now everybody knows. Yeah, no, all the patrons now, And know. then also with uh, my boxes, you can take that box and set it on top of a deep eight frame, slide the bottom out of it. And they can all go down. His so in my scenario that I just gave, you can't do that because you put them into a top bar. No, <laughs> but you can put them in a if top you're, bar. If you're doing the right removal now. into a Langstroth box, yes, mm-hmm. you can already have your your transport box with your comb. Mm-hmm. You can build the rescue bars on a frame perfectly fine. So you can have the rescue bar on the frame. You can push the comb into the the mm-hmm. wire hanger just like you do on the top mm-hmm. bar. And then you put that into your hive. You've got that all set up. You've got your queen in there. You seal it up. Then the type of uh, vac box that you have for your containment unit, yes, the bottom will pull out of it. So you can then take the bee, the box with all the bees. You set it on top as if it were going to be the next box. You slide that divider out. It then sets down on there, and all the bees can go down inside the box, and they all mingle. Then you can take that box back off You know later once they've all gotten down inside there. Um, what we end up doing is we, we since we're doing them into top bars, we take them out to the farm and we put them into a full-size hive and we open up the back of the, well, first we start off by opening the front and we put all the comb and the bees in the front. Then we put all the bars back in and we open up the back and we open up that containment unit and we just pour them. Like I thump it on the ground yeah. so they all fall down in there. Pour them all into the back of the hive and then put all the bars up in there so they have to come out the front. And we make sure the disc on the front is turned to queen exclude so she can't get out, but the workers can. And they come out and orient and do their stuff. And then we don't touch them for about a week and a half. We let them kind of go through and get chill and figured out what needs to be done. Um, if you're feeding them, you can put the jar feeder inside the mm-hmm. back of the top bar totally hive. Yeah. Um, if you're doing a Langstroth, you can put the jar feeder on the top and then cover that up so that they can't get to it. And then, then you're good to go. But yeah, that, there you go. We yeah. inadvertently we just walked you through an entire removal. Yeah, we're going to be congratulations, guys. Too. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, we're just saving bees, though, that they've tried to kill and tried to kill. And I got another one that's wanting me to do, and I don't want to mess with it. So just another side note too, though. Um, we are actually going to do a main segment episode. I'm going to bring Jorge in and maybe MJ in um, because they've worked with me for quite a while doing removals and stuff. So we're going to we're going to actually do a removal episode this year where we really talk through the ins and outs of removals. And in like we may have two sections to it. We'll let them tell their favorite stories and all their fun stuff. But then we'll also go through and just talk about the legitimacy of removals and how it works. So we'll do a full main segment episode of that this year as well. But um on the part that you just brought up about they've been spraying the bees mm-hmm. and killing the bees and trying to kill them, in situations like that where throw we... Throw the honey away. Well, throw the honey away, throw the wax away. Don't yeah, keep any of it. No, just no. keep the bees and treat them as a swarm. So you're going through and catching all the bees and keeping them in the containment unit, but you don't keep, keep any of the, the wax. The, the none of it. Comb none of it. they can live on? No, none of it. Because the comb acts as a sponge. It pulls all the toxins away, which means if they've sprayed chemicals and pesticides in there, it's in the comb. 
So we destroy all of it. In fact, if I go do a removal and it has been sprayed or poisoned and the colony is dead, I charge them a $75 uh, hazardous waste disposal fee on top of everything else. Wow. (laughs) Just as a slap in the face for killing the bees. Yeah. But if they've tried to kill the bees and the bees didn't die and the colony keeps coming back and they're like, oh, we've put powder on it. Oh, we sprayed it. You don't want to keep any of that because then you're contaminating your colony, the rest of the other colonies. You don't want to do that. So we just keep the bees only and we make them start from scratch. The one in uh brady he's been spraying wasp killer on he says they'll it'll stop them for a little while and then they come back yeah i says yeah it's just another swarm come along yeah yeah well one of two things either you only killed the outer comb and mm-hmm. the outer bees but you didn't kill the queen and they're mm-hmm. on the back half and just rebuilding and growing and then mm-hmm. they get strong enough you see them again or you did successfully kill the entire colony but you don't seal it up and therefore next spring yep. or even later that year another swarm moves in and it starts over yep but yeah, if you ever have known that that's happened, then you don't. We don't keep any of it. And here's the best way to find that out, because a lot of times if somebody asks you to do a removal and you straight up ask them, "Have you ever tried to spray or kill this colony?" They'd be like, "Oh no, no, no," because they're afraid that. you're going like to give them a lecture about that. Um, mm-hmm. So what I've learned to do is when I go out there and say, "Okay, now when we go through and we do this, um, there may be some capped honey in there." And, you know, Would y'all like some? so long as it's not ever been like sprayed or no chemicals <laughs> have ever been done, it's actually would be perfectly good. So if you would like, you can get a container and I'll put some of that in there for you and you guys can have some so you can you can see the honey. And if they're like, oh, no, 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 that, that, that's OK. They've probably tried to spray or kill the colony. And you just alluded to the fact that it's going to be toxic if they did. And so they're like, oh, no, I don't I don't want to do that. But if they're like, oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Get Let's let's do some honey. <laughs> then, you know, they've never sprayed the colony. So that's a way of asking without asking and being able to get a more honest answer because you're not putting them directly on the spot and they're not knowingly giving away. They don't realize that they're giving away the fact by saying no, <laughs> that they've uh, they've tried to kill the colony. We've had uh, two extractions at our place at yeah, at the lake before. Oh I, yeah, yeah, way before you even got started in the bees. And yeah. When you told me that, I'm sitting there. He did that. That's why he took all the honey and gave us a half a pint. So, okay. Now I understand. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> that's a. It's a different story. And different we paid times. him to take him out too, and then put him up in cabins. And yeah, I'll shut up. <laughs> gave him a weekend in cabins. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, guys. You you've gotten uh, another great random episode here. You you got to hear about some of the updates and crazy things going on with the the way the world is shutting down on stuff. You've got to hear from Max unexpectedly. Yeah. Got a nice little chit chat in there with Max, so everybody got to hear his voice to mm-hmm. kind of put a voice to the name. And and for those of you who have seen some of the pictures to the the face, um, and you know we've we've got some random topics in here on removals and just all kinds of fun stuff and t-shirts. Woo! t-shirts the hot jive smoking the good stuff (laughs) new t-shirt design on the way um so yeah that's uh that's all the stuff we've got for you today uh hope you enjoyed your bonus episode and you know again you got lots of time on your hands so go out there re-listen to all the stuff go back to season one and listen to all of the spring prep things from season one go back and re-listen to the episodes we've done on your second year checklist for spring prep get out there spend some time with your bees pay attention to what they're doing kind of learn the ebb and flow of them and and keep yourself busy and we will get more information and stuff out there to you guys so you have something to keep you occupied as well you'll have some deeper dive episodes coming up here you may actually have two of them back to back um so you'll have some deeper dive episodes you've got your bonus episodes here on patreon 
And then, of course, every Monday, your main episode. And uh, if things change and all of a sudden the sound changes or we're we're on cell phones, it's because, you know, things are just continuing to be more and more restricted. But we will do our best to continue getting uh, information and stuff out there to everybody and keep entertaining you with the hive jive. You name your piece? No. There's well, too who's many. Who's ebb and flow? <laughs> <laughs> this is ebb and that's flow. Flo <laughs> used to work for Progressive, but now she's a queen bee in this colony. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's a different flow. <laughs> okay. Do we need to get out of here? Yeah, yeah. We should probably call it good. I don't even know how long we've been on the air. So. A long time. Yeah, we've been we've been here for a while this morning. So, so uh, this is a long one for y'all. Y'all just sit back and get you a cup of coffee. No, you already drank five cups of coffee because John's had to drink coffee and go to the bathroom and drink tea and had to go to the bathroom. We're switching from the coffee to the tea, turned yeah. the uh, waterworks on, and then, yeah, we had to take a couple breaks in here. That's not <laughs> normally. Normally, it's just a one, one and done and gone. But then I was like, you know what? We're going to have to pause this. Yep, it'd be fun. <laughs> It's all fun. It's why we all do this fun stuff. and games. Yep. That's why we do it. All right, everybody. Well, uh, as always, you guys be good, be safe, be keep kind. The, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Yeah, as we learned on the last episode, that's referring to keep the tires on the road and not your car upside down. Be careful. Be healthy. Be yes. conscious. Be, be considerate. Be like a bee. Sweet and natural. And considerate of the other. There you go. I like that one. (laughs) That was a good one. That was good. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you. And we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are a bee's knees.